Hello, and welcome to the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. We are back to Imperfect Parents. To Imperfect Parents. Ready to Talking help. Talking to other Imperfect Parents. Help you, encourage you, hopefully create some brave in your home to go have yes. some hard conversations, real conversations, needed conversations. Um yeah, we've been chasing after some heavy topics, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Not shying away from them, and and again, I our heart really is a lot to uh, just, uh, I guess, change the narrative of that we can't have these conversations or we don't know how to have these conversations and um, produce families that are thriving yep. and enjoying each other and protecting culture and all that. So that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Yep. That's why we're here. It's good to be here. Uh huh. Doing it again. Uh, you and I, we kind of match a little bit today. Mm. We've got similar tones. Okay. You would There's not watching. Um, I don't know how we match. <laughs> I'm a guy, but it's great to match with you. <laughs> got her. I got her. I don't know how we match. I mean, I guess I have some black and you have black. Is that what it is? And there's a little bit of like this brown tone. Okay. Way to go. We Great. have very different prints. Please going go on, watch this and help me understand yeah. people. We did have a really funny moment. We'll get to the meme. It's not related to this, but I you made me laugh really hard. Which you made me laugh really hard last night to the point where I was crying and I screamed. Be- and Lincoln came running in the bedroom. Oh. We were in bed, guys. We're getting ready for bed. And I was the last one in to bed and I realized I left the bathroom light on. And I was like, ugh, I left the bathroom light on. Ben says, well, I'm closer. And I said, does that mean that you want to turn the light off for me? He goes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I said, with, uh, what did I say? For a price. For a price, Which yeah, means so. a kiss. Yeah, I said, for a price. He goes, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. So I have my phone in front of me doing all the things you shouldn't do, laying in bed with my phone. And I'm looking at something, probably Instagram. And then all of a sudden... Ben had turned the light off, so it's just the glow of my phone. And I see him flying (laughs) through the air. And I am overwhelmed with terror because I thought you were literally just going to, like, pile drive and land on me. You know. You've never done that before. Elbow first. But I was so – so I screamed. It was awesome. And he wasn't even that close to me. Like, he barely touched the side of my arm. Yeah. But I screamed as if he was about to jump literally on my body. <laughs> so loud that Lincoln bolts through the door and the dog comes over. And then I just was laughing uncontrollably crying. It was funny. But she's, she's okay. He, no one was hurt. No. In but, this act of surprise. And I, I don't know that you've ever surprised me that or scared me that good. Really? Ever Dang it. Before. Okay. So, I gotta work harder at that. No, you don't need to. That's <laughs> fine. But it was really funny. So, I mean, it's, it's not really relevant to anything, but it did happen. And well, it was kind of Lincoln did come lay in the bed for a while. He left, and then Adeline came and laid in the bed. That's true. So I guess it kind of goes with so our means. It bit. does a little more than I was expecting. So Adeline was in our room for a long time. Like she's under our covers, just chilling. And I'm like, okay, having, having deep you don't have to film all day tomorrow. Go, go away, <laughs> go read some books. No, she wasn't doing any of that. But here's the meme. Go ahead, Ben. So here it is. <clears throat> is that a leopard? It's a cheetah. That's what I meant. So there's a cheetah with... Cheetahs are fast. Thanks. 
<laughs> just trying to help you. Cheetahs are fast. Leopards are, doesn't rhyme. Um, so there's a cheetah with, I think, a baby cheetah on top of it. Yeah. It's like, like cuddling it, it and just all over it. It's, it's like the mama is just thinking. It's mom's laying there and the cheetah's on top of it. Yeah. Her head. I'm just, I'm just getting through this. Yep. We're, this and is the meme, parenting. The words with the meme says this. Me, the parent, stay in your own bed tonight, okay? My three-year-old. Okay, mommy, I promise. And it says at 3 a.m. And here's the picture. That's the, the cheetah on with the child it. on top of it. Uh-huh. Now, how many parents have experienced that? Yeah. Where the child decides, mm-hmm. I'll stay in bed until I don't. And I'll be in yours again. And I'll come see you. If you follow me on Instagram every now and then, you see me post about um, our dog, Rosie, who I refer to as our toddler. That has happened. Mm-hmm. That actually is that we could replace my head and body with Rosie's head and body, and that has literally happened. <laughs> Maybe she scares you more than I do. <laughs> she just inconveniences my sleep I guess more my than I my goal isn't to scare you, but it, the surprise factor is funny. It was pretty funny. Anyways, yes, so there you go. Parents are not getting sleep because mm-hmm. toddlers will not stay in their bed or puppies. She's not even really a puppy. She's one. The, so. the other one that goes with this, and there's other memes like this too, but it's when the child shows up. This was Adeline. And they're just standing at, at your bed mm. by your face, staring at you in the dark room. So you wake up and go, there's a child there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they're stealth mode. They're silent until you open your eyes and you don't even know how long they've been standing right there and they're just I think my favorite was when I woke up to Adeline standing there staring at me eating a cheese stick like I don't even know where the cheese stick came from or how old it was yeah I mean it had to have been not that old because it was still soft I guess it was was gross that's funny but I don't I don't I still don't know actually if she got it from the fridge or left I mean, was in the lunchbox somewhere. My request right here would be parents, if you have these kind of stories, please send them to us cuz I love hearing these stories. Uh, it's just so funny. I mean, give us give us your best bed bedtime nighttime story with the child. Or just your like, best stories where we will have empathy for you on Absolutely. The adventures of Maybe parenting. Maybe share it here. I it's just I love hearing these stories. It's so funny. Some it's, of the stories. Yeah. We only have so many cuz we only had 3 kids. Mm-hmm. Even though it felt like three nine million four hundred and seventy <laughs> in reference to the last uh-huh. episode, you had to be there. That's why. Um, yeah, so I love all the conversations we've been having. I, I think I I wanted to just emphasize a few things. Um, the first one is I've said it in the beginning, and I've said it in other seasons. Uh, when we talk about sex, it, please, 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 keep having the conversation. You know, I, I know that we want the world of convenience one and done and hope for the best. Uh, it can't be that. It, it really has to be this journey that you invite your kids on of discovering and learning and seeing the value of covenant and putting all of that on display in this beautiful way that yep. um, helps them choose this later on in life. But the the willingness to keep having the conversation i think helps you have a higher success rate of them actually seeing value for this i mean it's it's kind of like discipleship really yeah. you, you think about when you watch someone disciple an, a, a, another person or or a student a follower so to say mm-hmm. um i can't remember where it is in the bible but it talks about um you've now ma- matured enough that you no longer need to drink milk you're now eating meat mm. Meaning that the conversation 
it, it matures with the child, so it changes. So mm-hmm. to have one conversation at yeah. a certain age just isn't real because mm-hmm. I'm actually discipling this child towards the vision, towards the heart, towards the... Well, towards being successful where you're going. in the world. Yeah. Um, and the world is coming to your door sooner and sooner these days than it ever has been before. So the more that we can help prepare them to be successful, the more that we'll feel successful as parents that we've actually done a really great job of stewarding this gift of parenting in this one avenue. I mean, there's a million things that we're stewarding as parents, but this is one big key component yeah. um, that should be a, a, a foundation stone in in our life that we're protecting and promoting and communicating value around. You know, I, I, I look at families and everybody has a different expression. You know, we are not the athletic family. That's not us. But we are the relationship family. Mm-hmm. So already that's a, a foundation stone that we've been protecting that we are really good at. Like it shows up in our kids and all their relationships that they have because that's where we lend. You know, then there's other friends of ours that, they are the soccer family. I mean, their kids are going to be going to college on scholarships for mm-hmm. soccer and sports. They play sports. soccer more than they sleep. But, and then they, what also <laughs> they can see in it within that, I mean, it's not just obviously they're not probably going to play soccer forever, but this work ethic, mm-hmm. this achieving, this I can do more, like that is ingrained in kind of the development of soccer. I look at our friends that are the evangelists that mm-hmm. have that bend, and they just have this level of compassion for people yeah. that is amazing and and their life and how their family is you know the fun part is that sex like the, I'm talking about these are different kind of expressions that we have but sex should be another one and the value of covenant should be this other pillar that we're putting on display especially if you're married yeah. and raising a family this covenant of marriage and what it means to have this covenant and sex as part of that um it, it should be another pillar that goes along with, like, we've got the relationship one. They've got the uh, sports one that is achievement and and working really hard, and then you've got the evangelistic. I mean, there's just different expressions, but this is a pillar that I think actually works in all the different expressions that families have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should just be one that we're aware of and, and doing a really good job developing and paying attention to. Yeah. And this really does come from a heart for our kids, you know. In, in this discipleship idea, is that who who's this child going to be when they leave my house? You know, mm-hmm. what's what's my heart for them? And I I heard this video the other day, and this I think it was a rabbi or something. He was describing a conversation with his dad when he was a teenager, and he said at 15 years old or 16 years old, he wanted to get married. He didn't have a girlfriend; he just wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. He had this desire, and his dad said, "Okay, well." Why don't you take a piece of paper and write down all the traits you'd like your future partner to have, your future wife? So he he fills up every single line, like thirty something lines. He fills, you know, they they love prayer, they love the word, they are trustworthy, they are in, integrous. Just every line's filled, and then his dad says, "Okay, now erase the top and put your name up there. Hmm. You go live this out, and then you will attract that kind of person." It was just such a great illustration, I thought, yeah. that it's it's probably something to even, even consider. If you're already married, then... Too late. <laughs> you are with the person you're with. So keep becoming that person yourself yeah. and watch what happens. But but maybe do that and put your child's name above it. You know, these are the things that I want my child to 
to to portray and to live out. And one of those is probably going to be a healthy, healthy marriage, a healthy covenant, which includes sex and all these things we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And so that may even help you lend towards it. If you're the evangelistic family, you're the relational family, you're the sports family, beneath all that, there's a set of things that I want to disciple, disciple my child towards. Hey, it's Brittany here. I'm normally on the Kylo Show, yes, but I wrote a book. I wrote a book for parents, but I talk a lot about moms. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom who's frustrated, who feels like you're failing, who feels hopeless in this game of parenting that we're in. So if that's you, mom, buy yourself this gift on Mother's Day. It's going to be worth it. So I hope that you feel blessed and encouraged by my new book, Imperfect Parenting. You can find it at imperfectparenting.co. I love the that analogy and just thinking about a lot of parents are praying for their child's spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. And make sure you're praying for your child to bring something to that spouse just as much as you're praying for that spouse. Boom. Um, because that is, you know, that's the other part is that, you know, your kid's going to end up with somebody and are they as awesome as what you've been sewing into who yeah. this person is, I hope. Yeah. And so continuing to develop that and, and work through that. And, and, you know, part of having the continual conversation of, of sex and covenant is, you know, as parents, we've got to do a really good job that we are not living in or parenting out of our poor parented, mm-hmm. parented parenting. We were parented poorly, and that's what we're living out of. There we go. However you say that. That's fun to say. Yeah. But we're not living at that past <laughs> life, yeah. so to say, um, or our past hurts of our childhood or our past shame of what we didn't do well that we're bringing into this moment. So I think uh, shame creeps into this area of sex pretty quickly. You know, um, sex, money, and communication are like always the top struggles for marriages. And there's usually shame Mm -hmm. involved in those. There's shame in your finances because you didn't do well, shame in in communication because you're the angry person or you're the doormat, whatever it is, or shame in that you had unhealthy relationships around sex or, or you, you, maybe you were abused. I mean, it doesn't, whatever it is, if shame's attached to, it's going to be really hard to lead your family successfully in it. So do whatever you need to do to take care of that. You know, especially if your kids are little, get ahead of the game, you know, clean out the closet, remodel if you need to, let's go. Mm -hmm. Cause when you're faced with the moment where, your kids maybe make a mistake or do something that is shameful around this topic. If you've got that as your counselor, you're going to bring it in to be their counselor. Yep. And we don't want to do that. You know, bring the strength. Yeah. Yep. Bring in pain. Yeah. And I think, you know, I often think about um, the moment with Adam and God in the garden. Hmm. You know, it says something like God was walking through the garden in the cold of the day where he normally met Adam. They would show up with each other and have this moment. And uh, he can't find him. Yeah. Well, we'll read this in, in yeah. Genesis in the beginning. But this uh, this idea that God, God's thinking, I don't know what God's thinking. The Bible's describing this story. <laughs> Please tell us what the Lord was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> the Bible's describing this moment where 
Adam has created distance, and God's like, what What happened? And he reveals himself, and God knows where he is the whole time. But, but Adam kind of shows up and, and says, I'm naked and afraid. And God says, who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. Which essentially is, where'd you get that shame from? And I think with our kids, we can normally see it mm-hmm. and feel it. And so what Bernie's talking about with this, we have to deal with our own shame so I can sense it and have a plan for it. You know, we've, we've caught our kids in shame multiple times for different reasons. They make a mistake, they have a bad day, their friend says something and they, they lie, pick it up. whatever it is, yep. yeah. And I, I think how we deal with that is so important, mm-hmm. especially in this topic. And, and especially in the church even, because I, I think the church has attached a lot of shame to sex because it scares a lot of the church. Mm-hmm. And so how we, how we approach that and deal with it is really important. And you can see it on your child. Mm-hmm. You can usually see it. So we are chasing away shame as parents. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big part of our job and, and helping to restore our child so they can live out that successful heart and, and plan that we, we want for them and they want for themselves. Yeah. And I think that, that comes with, you know, doing a good job of being able to handle messes, yep. which means I'm a safe place for you to fail um, because I'm going to manage my expectations. I'm going to manage my... Um, reactions. I'm going to manage my anger, my disappointment. I'm going to manage all of that so that I stay a safe place. It doesn't mean I don't have opportunities to communicate the pain, the impact, the consequences. I'm not saying remove those things. I'm just saying in the initial, when they come to you as I'm a failure, I am in this mess, you know, are you handling it the way the father would handle it? That that's the example that we've got. And there are times where I'm like, I give myself an A, and there's times where I give myself an F, you know, because I am I am being a steward of, okay, the Holy Spirit is guiding me. Am I listening? Oh, I didn't. I didn't listen. Okay, I made a mess. I made a mess of the mess. Great. I love that for me. Love that for us. I've got to figure out how to clean this up as quickly as possible and restore back to that standard. So in the scary when our kids walk away from the covenant that we have been putting on display as something we want them to choose and protect as well, when they walk away from that, that's where we get really scared. And that's when that mess, we try and control the mess or we get angry at the mess because we're hurt by the mess. So the more that we can lean into, you know, I, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me a story about their daughter got pregnant out of wedlock and, they're not speaking to that daughter. And I just thought, wow, what a heartbreaking story. Yep. And I know that this mom's Christian. And I know that this the daughter, you know, I don't know if she's still walking with the Lord or not, but regardless, she's, you know, pregnant out of wedlock. And I don't know she's with the guy. But I, I know the mom's response to it was she's in this place of fear and sadness and hurt. And what she chooses is to create disconnect. And, you know, thinking about, you know, a lot of times I'm putting myself in someone else's shoes trying to imagine how I would weather that storm. And there'd be a lot of pain and there'd be a lot of disappointment. But the last thing I can think about is almost punishing my daughter for not doing what I wanted her to do and withholding the thing that I know that she craves most in this, which is I want 
love and acceptance and support from the person that I care so much about, even though they hurt us. They hurt us all the time, guys. They mm -hmm. just that that's not probably gonna change. They just keep hurting us in different ways. But to to take a stand in that sense, which just communicates, I can't handle your mess, uh, it's just so painful to watch. But it's actually the place that they need us the most sometimes, I think, mm -hmm. is in the middle of the mess, they are fighting off the thoughts and the shame and the pain. And and when they experience the distance, it just reaffirms the thing they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And so um, no matter how big the mess, there's a book called Keep Your Love On. <laughs> Talks a lot about this. Yep, it does. Um, but yeah, I, I think no matter how big the mess, what are you going to do to, to keep the message, I love you, I'm here for you, what do you need from me? Mm -hmm. In the middle of, I'm so scared, I'm disappointed, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, all the things happening inside of you, I'm still going to move towards my child because mm -hmm. they, they still need their parent. Yeah. They still need that strength. It's kind of like what we've talked about, what do you want to be famous for, mm -hmm. what you love or what you hate? Yeah. Um, or what you love or what you fear. I I hope that in every every and any season of mess or failure our kids face that that's where we lead. Yeah. You'll probably do a better job of it than me. I'll probably have anger, but hopefully I can keep my mouth quiet enough to get to... You always get there. I do. Mm -hmm. I do normally get there, but it's... I get it. I, I'm so scared and hurt. We have we have different fights. We do have different fights. But it's just, that's that's it. I think that's the place because um, the fun part is on the other side of those moments. There's so many testimonies I do know of that that's where they came back to the Lord. That's where they, you know, God got to redeem everything that they thought was lost. And we just didn't take the path that we thought. And, and this is what makes God so wonderful is that he doesn't have only one playbook Yep. He's got he's got all of them, so he's not surprised by our mess. He's not surprised by our decisions. He is, he knows how it's going to go always. Um, and I, I think leaning in and following his lead of I want to be famous for for love. Yeah, and um, doing that well, you know, and, and so much of that helps create vision for our kids to have a value for this is is when they get to see and experience that, which is I'm. I'm modeling the father's heart. I'm leaning in. I'm being famous for love. I'm choosing this. And my marriage covenant that I have communicated is so high and important. And um, I'm doing a good job of nurturing that as well. Yeah. That all leads them to wanting to build something to protect as well. Yeah. And that's such a great question. What will you be famous for? Um, and, and your mom started a thing a while ago called Famous for Love. Mm -hmm. You know, so we... We like, we like this idea. But it, it really is, I think it's at the end of John, John 34, 35 or something like that. It talks about, you know, Jesus telling his, his disciples that, that they will know that, that you belong to me by the way you love each other. Mm -hmm. I think what greater place does that start than in the home? Mm -hmm. That your kids and then your kids' friends, and when your kids talk about your home, that people will know that you belong to Jesus by the love that is stirred up in your home. Mm -hmm. In the hard moments. Like yeah. that's when it really counts. Yeah. Like you know, you know, you're. It it does make a difference when you're loving your child through, the fun times and the happy times. But something is settled. You know, I I think about the story with you and I, when I crashed your car, mm -hmm. and you chose love first. I did. It it created our culture. Our culture was 
there was a culture stone set that day that we still carry, which is we choose love first. Mm-hmm. And that that reverberates out, out into the world around us and our kids. And so that's what we're famous for. Parents, that's what you're famous, famous for. That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's good stuff. And I, I think our heart really is to encourage you and to push you towards, you know, keep fighting for this, keep protecting this, keep having the conversations. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, I don't, I don't know anyone, I haven't met anyone that says they regret having these conversations, Mm -hmm. that they regret prioritizing this, that they regret protecting this. I I haven't met anyone. I met lots of people that say the opposite. I wish I would have, and I should have, and we didn't, we missed the opportunity. I hear lots of that regret. I don't hear the, any of it of leaning in and, and being willing to start the conversations. And the great thing about if your kids are little, you can start these conversations and you might be clunky, but you get better at it. So they won't remember you're clunky as much. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So good, good, good. All right. Well, thanks for hanging with us, mm-hmm. everybody. Have a good time. We made it through. and. We We'll be back. All right. More. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.